Welcome back to the Silent Plus podcast. My name is Josh Watford, and across the desks from me is John Nicholson's here. All right, this is a special episode. Indeed. What, what, what I mean, special, it's a one off episode. We're not doing a series. Uh, we will Although start. Although we may a need to do a series on this. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. That's, that's very possible, um, but they'll probably have to wait until you get back <laughs> from your right. sabbatical. That's exactly which right. Which this is about. And right. So we felt like it was necessary just to have a, a short conversation, uh, an extended conversation outside of what's already been sure. discussed. Uh, about your sabbatical and just the topic of sabbatical in general. Yeah. Um, and so we we decided podcast would be a good avenue to do that in. Yeah. And uh, so um, it's just me and you here. So uh, we can just dive in. Uh, so, John, what is a sabbatical? A sabbatical, it, it's the root of it is a Sabbath. Uh, that's the the root word of that. I don't speak Hebrew. I get it. I, me either. <laughs> it's another conversation for another day. But um, it, it is an an extended period of rest um, after you know after a period of of extreme exertion, um, and um, it's a it's a new thing for me. Obviously, it's a new thing for our church family. It's something I've heard about. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those unicorns or sasquatches out there. You, you thought maybe they existed, but you never really had encountered one in the wild. You know, that kind mm-hmm. of a thing. Or so, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Those. They're things. they're back in the news. Right, they're back in so, the news. Anyways, but <laughs> we had actually begun as a church talking about this pre-COVID. Right. And but um, I say the church graciously agreed to partner and send Vanessa and I to the Holy Land and you know as part of that and you know we were on track to do that and then COVID hit and so all that just got sidelined for a while mm-hmm. and we resurrected the conversation um, early actually early this year I guess it may have been a little before that but I know in January with our deacons we, we began this conversation again and um, formally walked through that process with our deacons in May and then our church family and our church conference in June, July, whenever that one was. But just talking about and laying out a plan, a process for a, uh, an extended period of uh, of rest, of, of break uh, for me. Although I, I, I still laugh uh, when I presented it to the deacons. Uh, Roger Harper spoke up and said, this doesn't look like a break. This looks like a different kind of work. But right. uh, Which is okay. That's, you know, because a different kind of work is rest in many ways. Yeah. Um, but it is that taking of, of a break. And, and there are biblical principles that lie behind this. God rests at, in creation, so it's built into creation. You know, he dedicates the Sabbath and makes it holy. Uh, then even giving the people of Israel instructions when they come into the land, it, there was to be that seventh year Sabbath. And then uh, in the seventh, seventh year, that year of Jubilee, where yeah. uh, there's this extended rest not only just for the land, but for the people. Slaves are set free, and work is set aside. And that's such an—it seems, boy, it seems almost heretical in our American culture to talk about not working like that. Yeah. Well, people, you know, you think about (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Uh, One of the most profitable companies in the country, and they're the only one in those top ones that take a day off. Right. Um, but so so what you're saying is this 
idea of rest isn't some novel idea that somebody just recent, recently came up with. Right. It's something that is really just built into the fabric of creation itself. Right. Um, and we see that on the seventh day. Yeah. You know, Sabbath meaning seventh. Uh, and God just taking that Sabbath and he consecrates it and he makes it holy. Right. And so this this rest that um, God entered into, he invites us to enter into as well. Right. And whereas what your extended period of rest in, uh, quote unquote rest, in October is different than what God did on the seventh day. Absolutely. It's meant to mirror that. Right. And it's something that we should be doing on a regular basis in some, on some scale. Sure. Right. Um, now, yeah, we can get into the biblical theology of Sabbath on another podcast. Yeah, and like uh, I said, I think, that I is think a, it's incredibly important. Yeah, I, I think that is a worthwhile conversation for us to pursue because it is so contrary to our understanding of, of what a productive life is. Yeah. And you know, our culture says if you're not running faster, working harder, getting up earlier, stay later than everybody else, then you're you're falling behind. Now, I even had this experience, and I've shared this with you personally on a number of occasions. Uh, when we were in Atlanta, you know, it was a very different church culture there, um, and you know, the church was exploding. Uh, it was massive growth. It was exciting. There were great things that were happening, but it was killing my family. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it was not unusual for me to get up before the kids left or leave before the kids got up and for me to get home sometimes after the kids had gone to bed that was not an unusual occurrence and Vanessa finally stopped me and said if you don't change something you know you're going to come home and your kids aren't going to know who you are and that was just a aha moment and I had a conversation in the aftermath of that with my pastor at that time who I love and appreciate you know learned so much from Mike but this was one of the things I learned that this is this is not the way and yeah. uh, needed to reset but had the conversation with him about changing that work habit I was going to commit to working 50 hours a week and I was going home with the understanding that there would be events and crises and those kinds of things that come up and you know that went without saying but his response to me at that moment was well here that will be barely keeping your nose above water but we'll give it a try and he was gracious, and we worked through some things, and I tried and made some change, but it was just evident that that was just not a culture that was going to allow me to step back mm. and be present with my family. And I had that conversation with Mike in the aftermath of it and just said, you know, look, you know, I plan to be in ministry a long time, and lo and behold, I have been in ministry a long time. Yep. Um, I said, but I want to be a dad to my kids one time, and I don't want to miss those things. And so, And I'm so grateful. Uh, that I, I did that, but again, there is this idea of you've got to work longer and harder in order to truly be successful. Well, God says no. To be successful, you've got to rely on me. That's right. And again, that runs contrary. It runs counter to the grain of our lives. And this is this is going to be a challenge for me. I think the church. I think you as the church. Y'all are going to be fine. Y'all are going to thrive. I'm not concerned at all yeah. about, uh, you know, all oh, things are going to fall. No, I, I know better uh, because y'all are healthy. And, uh, Josh, your your leadership um, makes the opportunity for me to have the sabbatical very easy. 
because the church knows you, they love you, they trust your leadership, and and you're a fantastic preacher, and so they're going to be well fed, and you know all of the things. They there's you know there'll be a seamless uh, you know uh, handoff of, of pastoral duties during that month. So I, you know that that's a blessing. And church family, you ought to at, during sabbatical you just affirm and pray for Josh and encourage him as he's stepping in there because it does make this very easy. But my bigger concern is how how am I going to disconnect right. from it? Because this is just part of my you know my day to day, and uh, how how will I will I be able to? Vanessa's still real skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> she knows me really well, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. We we won't burn anything down here. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're thinking about you. Um, well, before we get to that, yeah. What, so I did, I did jot down some notes. No way. Before okay. we we hit record. That's amazing. And one of the things that we did want to talk about, and I thought we would talk about this right after what we talked, right after we got done talking about what a sabbatical yeah, is. Yeah. Let's talk about what it's not. Okay. All right. So before we get into the personal things about your Sabbath, what is a Sabbath not? Well, first and foremost, just for ultimate clarity, this is not a job search opportunity for me. <laughs> I've had so many uh, of our church members say, you're not looking for another place to go. And the clear answer to that is, no, I am not. This is not, I'm not going to be preaching other places. I, you know, none of those kinds of things. It is not. A, in fact, it is just the opposite of that. This is a, a season, and we'll kind of get into this a little bit more when we talk a little bit about the plan that uh, that the deacons and church are signed off on for me to be a part of but this is a season for me to really intently focus and, and think through what the next season of ministry mm-hmm. here at Siloam may look like um, uh, you know for me personally but also for us corporately as a church family and so so first and foremost I ain't looking for another church to go to. Okay, well, I'm glad. Uh, well, I am too. I, I'm really grateful for that. Um, but you know, other things that it's not. This is. I, I'm not going to be. You know, eating popcorn and watching movies all day long every day for 31 days. That's no. This isn't a time where I'm going to be doing nothing. Um, partly because that's just not how I'm wired. Uh, I, you go crazy. I, yeah, I will have to be. But. I will. I do plan to try to entice some fish into a boat with some regularity through that time. As and, you should. Um, you know, Vanessa's got a few honeydews that have been pushed to the side. That I'll have some time to do those kinds of things, and, and that's that's good. That's that's healthy stuff. But it will be unplugging from the uh, the day to day press of you know. Oh, we got to plan that committee meeting. I've got to go see such and such in the hospital, and I've got to. You know, Sunday comes around pretty regularly here, and uh, you know, uh, all of those kinds of things. I get to to lay them aside for a bit. Uh, so um, that's another thing that it's not. It's not me just sitting around doing nothing. And I, you know, I come back, um, you know, with forty extra pounds and uh, <laughs> bad cholesterol numbers. You know. <laughs> So, but, I don't know. What it, other myths have you heard or, or other other thoughts have you heard? No, I, I, I guess, you know, one of the things that we talked about beforehand as well is, um, and this ties into what it is as well as what it's not, is, you know, really just, well, I don't even know if you thought, I don't know, I'm just going to say it. Say it. That, you know, some people ask, well, you know, that's not something that I get at my job. Right. And so... You know, how is this, 
you know, what is special? I guess that's the word. You know, what what what's special about this, as far as the the job of a pastor? Yeah. That, you know, I, I don't I don't know how to word it. Yeah. But, you know, but that, how is this different? But that that's that's a really good question, and it and it's an important distinction. It's not something we as pastors talk a lot about, simply because it's it it's just part of the job. It's part of what we. You know, it's part of what you sign up for. And there have been a number of, uh, of fascinating articles that have come out recently, one by Max Lucado. We'll put this out in the in the show notes here so you can track that down uh, a little later. But just kind of talking about where he was. He was America's pastor, but things were falling apart around him. And uh, he needed a season to, to hit that reset, and gratefully he did. Um, there was another pastor that uh, had come out and got a lot of inform- uh, a lot of response on social media, uh, just very forthcoming about where he was, and he was actually leaving ministry at that point. And, and that's part of the deal. I, I've just read a book by um, uh, Mackey is his last name. I can't remember his first name right now, but anyway, he he talks about the the unique role of a pastor, the unique pressures of a pastor. He he, he says most families in your church. Uh, live life on a three-legged stool. You've got your family life, your work life, and your spiritual life. And if one of those legs wobbles or one of those legs gets compromised, you have the other two legs to lean on. But in the life of a pastor, those three legs are usually merged into one. Mm. Your family life, your work life, and your spiritual life all kind of get wrapped into one thing. And so you're, you know, and you can imagine that I thought it was just really a cogent uh, illustration because you can imagine sitting on a three-legged stool is a whole lot easier than balancing on a one-legged stool and it just requires this constant on if you will this constant present of I've got to be doing this and it just takes its toll over time and there have been all the studies post-COVID that has taken a a tremendous toll on pastors. I've had conversations with both friends and with folks you know, in ministry that I'm not really familiar with, but those are common refrains. Yeah. Um, and it's not just because of COVID, but the things changed societally during that season as well um, that have brought incredible additional pressures to the work and task of ministry. So all those things, they begin to add up, and they, they are, they're even calling it, what do they call it, the great... Uh, Great de-churching. Yeah, the great de-churching. Uh, we're, I think something like, if I, I remember, I think Tom Rainer said that 42% of pastors have thought about leaving the ministry in the last six months. Um, I get that. You know, hadn't been me. Vanessa told me, I said, you're not good for anything else, so you better stick with it. So I, you know, I'm, not, I'm not looking to leave. But, you know, burnout is a real issue. Um, and then the other side of it, and really the more dangerous part of that is flame out you know having some moral failure thankfully I'm not there um, but you know you hear of those kinds of things and it's and there's our yard maintenance folks right there helping us out on the podcast but yeah. uh, but you know that's part of the reason for a sabbatical so that you can take that breath and to draw it back to that original question that, that we were talking about there is you know well, I don't know the folks get them. Well, again, I think that may be a topic for another conversation because maybe this should be natu- uh, more uh, common yeah. uh, across the board um, than it is. And, and it's interesting, some of the studies that are coming out, even in big business, REI and I think Apple and some of the other notable businesses that you would recognize are offering sabbaticals for their wow. – you know, and, of course, they are not – spiritual in their nature it's just take a break from what you're doing go do something else yeah. so that you can come back and be sharp again 
uh, they are recognizing. And it's always funny. I get this funny. I, I, I get this snarky little smile on my face when it when science catches up with scripture. Exactly. And this is another one of those places where we are designed in such a way that we should rest. But we don't rest very well. Let's let's move into talking about your sabbatical in particular. Okay. Um, so, what is the plan? Well, um, the big broad outline of it is this: Week one of October, I'll pretty much kind of staycation, take care of some of those honeydews and those kinds of things that uh, uh, that are on my list. I have a family wedding. Uh, down at the beach, so I, I'll go suffer and put my toes in the sand, probably eat some good seafood and yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, I know. It's tough. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, but then, really, the, the core of this, those middle two weeks of October, um, and we'll publish this list out. A couple of folks have asked for it, and I've given it to them. But uh, I have arranged conversations, I think, with 11 men. I think that's right. Um, maybe 10. Anyway, um, these are our pastors that have been in, posi- in their positions of ministry for 15-plus years, some of them 20-plus. Mm-hmm. Um, Roland Brown, he's at Golden Springs Baptist in Anniston. Um, he's been there over 20 years, and he's still, you know, he's probably got another 10 years in him there, I would guess. But very effective. Church has thrived under his leadership. Uh, so I'll have a conversation with him about what that kind of long-term ministry looks like in one place and navigating some of that. Then uh, um, Patsy Pagan arranged a conversation with her former pastor from Nashville, Mike Glenn, uh, from Brentwood Baptist Church. Uh, Mike just retired. Uh, you want to talk about apples and orange kind of uh, conversation. He's pastor of one of the largest churches in, or just retired pastor of one of the largest churches in the Southern Baptist Convention. Seven or eight thousand in worship on any given Sunday, multiple campuses. Yeah, I mean, you know, huge staffs, all that sort of stuff. Um, so, you know, some may think, well, what in the world does a guy like that have to say to something? You know, somebody that's pastoring Siloam Baptist Church in Marianna. There's going to be some some information I'll get from him. Mm-hmm. Talking to Gary Fenton, he's uh, was a pastor at Dawson Memorial. I, you know, I can get into the weeds, but anyway, I'll be having conversations with these. Pastors. One of the most intriguing ones for me is uh, I'll be meeting with Josh Vance, who is now the pastor at Stapleton Baptist Church. I got in touch with Josh because I was trying to get in touch with Alan Lawhon. Alan was his predecessor there at Stapleton, and Alan served at Stapleton over 20 years, retired, stayed in the church, is now a deacon in that church, which I still can't really wrap my head around. But uh, I'll be sitting down with the two of them together and just talking about what that relationship has looked like. And um, you know, Josh was very affirming of it. It's been one of the best things because the relationship has been so good and Alan's been so supportive. And So just trying to ferret out some of those things. But it, it, those middle two weeks are going to be engaged in me going and meeting um, over breakfast or lunch with these men for a couple of hours and asking, you know, Tell me the good, the bad, the ugly. Tell me where the potholes are. What would you have done different? You know, just um, you know, getting their wisdom from their experience mm-hmm. and and trying to collect some of that up so that I can begin to say, well, this is what could potentially be down the road. You know, here. Um, and so, because I, I do, I want to lead well into whatever is next here at Salome. Want to lead actively, you know. Somebody was asking me about it. And said I, I, I could put it on cruise control here. You know, I've got a whole lot of sermons I've written over a whole lot of years. <laughs> right. I can go dust those babies off and have at it. And uh, but you know, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just. I don't want to just hit cruise control and you know 
I want to lead well. I want to lead, and and so and part of that is having that wisdom, but also part of it is is getting my feet back under me yeah. uh, in this season. Uh, I am weary. One of the critiques that people have of leaders who stay in one place for a long, uh, over a long track, is that they start out really well, yeah, and then you know somewhere about halfway or something through, they begin to not necessarily do bad things or anything like that, but it it almost looks like they begin to coast. Yeah. And so you feel like in in your heart that right now is the time to, uh, you know, just kind of take a break. Yeah. But in that break, realign, just make sure that we're setting the trajectory for the next decade plus. Right. Um, and, And, And on that note, decade plus, whether... I'm a part of that or not. I want to be, and, and my desire is for that. You know, I want to be here as long as the Lord wants me to be here. Clarity on that. But you know, the Lord may have other plans, and we want to be open to that. You know, if that's what. But, uh, but wherever it is, I want to be sure that I am, I'm leading well and leading with open eyes into what that may be. Yeah, that's good. So, oh, what the way I see the sabbatical, um, it's not. I don't see it as a time where you're just taking time off i see this as crucially important for us as a church whereas you know people may not see you around on sundays or anything like that what that is providing for our church is uh, the the vision for leadership for the upcoming decades and if some of the leaders you know in decades past had done that the the church probably would have would not have went through the time that it went through yeah. uh, several years back, right. and so just having the moment where you can take time to step back, yeah. because what you what you were saying at the beginning of this podcast is there are so many just I, I hate to use the word mundane because it's not but mundane, but it's the the. The grind, it is. if you will, it's the the same. Again, it's not the same things every week, <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. There's so much stuff that just packs the schedule right. that it's really hard to have what they call margin time to sit back and look at the big picture. Right. And I, you know, I don't know if anybody is actually wondering. Well, you know how? I, I think one of the questions in one of the deacons' meetings were, you know, you're getting paid. Yeah, that month, you know. Well, well yes, yeah. we can't afford not to pay you. To I can't afford for you not to pay me. <laughs> well, well, that too. We, but but we as a church can't afford right. to not pay you to see this through. Yeah. Um. I, I think this is a. Um. I, I think it could potentially be a watershed moment for our church. Well, when coming back into this and seeing, particularly twenty twenty four as. Uh, a recalibration of sorts. Yeah, and you know we're on that trajectory already. You know, resetting bylaws and working through committees. And I'm so grateful for folks who have have intentionally and intensively engaged in that process. We got a long way to go with that, but I'm encouraged by that direction because it sets the table for us to have good health long term uh, here. And and that's that's truly really important there. But. Another piece or another aspect, uh, and, and to finish out that, that conversation about what the rest of that month looks like, you know, I've got those middle two weeks, and then the last 
eight to ten days, I'll be in the woods. I'm, I'm going to be walking the Bartram Trail. Mm-hmm. At least that's my plan, um, which is a, a trail that tracks uh, the route that William Bartram, he was a naturalist from Great Britain, that came over to the New World in the early 1700s, and it just tracks his journey up through that area. And that's uh, northeast Georgia into southern North Carolina. But I'll be out really pretty thoroughly disconnected at that point uh, you know my schedule will be pretty simple wake up eat breakfast pack my bag and walk the rest of the day and mm-hmm. you know start over and do it the next day uh, for about 10 days eight days um, but that's a lot of time for me to process not only the conversations I've had you know another intentional portion of this month is for me to to do some intentional spiritual renewal and I'm, I'm looking at some resources some some things that I'm going to engage with um, just to refill my tank, yeah. Because uh, you know, it's sometimes it's you feel like you're just pouring out of an empty cup, and uh, so I, I need that that time to to refill that tank, and and then you know we'll be re-entering uh, first part of November and begin having some conversations, and I, I'm looking forward to it. it's going to be an interesting thing because I, I want to look, I want to hear from the church family what that looked like for them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but also to be able to communicate with them, you know, here's here's some of the initial thoughts that I have coming out of this, and I'm I'm guessing, you know, of course I don't know because this is a new endeavor, um, but I'm guessing probably you know, six weeks after this is done, I, I, my view of it will be a little different than six days after, yeah, uh, because it'll, as it percolates down and settles down into my life, um, we'll we'll see what that looks like. So, uh, as we conclude. What are some ways that we as a church can pray for you mm. during that time? Intentionally praying for you during that time. Yeah, we pray that I will rest, um, uh, you know, because it, it's it's going to take me a while to, and that's part of the reason I wanted to stay close around that first week. That may be the wrong answer, but um, but just to, because it's going to take me a minute to just disconnect from. Oh, I need to be doing, or oh, I need to got to go see, or I got to mm-hmm. go prepare. You know, and just to say no, those things are off my plate for a little while. So pray that I will rest. Pray, pray for some genuine spiritual renewal in my life. Again, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not disconnected from God. I don't feel distant from God. I just know that it's, it's. I'm dry. I'm just. I'm empty. Um, you know, there's just that weariness, and I need that refreshment. Um, so you can pray for that. Um, you know, um, pray for my wife. Uh, she'll be probably filtering and fielding some things for me and uh, so we'll see how all that works and we're still having some conversations about you know what's in bounds and what's out of bounds with that mm-hmm. but um, you know, just pray for her uh, during this time but um, you know and then then pray for Josh you know because you know, I'll take it I, and brother I just know I'll be praying for you daily but uh, you know I, I would just encourage you as a church family to, to pray for Josh daily because he's he's again gratefully uh, his presence makes this a uh, much easier um, ask um, you know and and gift that you're able to give to me as a as a pastor yeah well it's, it's an honor to 
oh man be able to step into your your shoes for a month (laughs) i I told you i was just going to clear your whole office out for a month and uh you probably need to (laughs) no i will remain in my office uh because that is too much stuff to move Uh, (laughs) yes indeed (laughs) but uh no uh this i think this has been a, a good conversation uh i hope it's been helpful for everybody listening yeah to be able to get more context, to be able to understand this more. And listen, we are open books right. on this. Uh, yeah, I'm sure you can agree that if anybody has any questions, they can come talk to you. Right. Uh, and, you know, if you want the the real story behind it all, you can come ask me. There about, you go. You know, Absolutely. I'm just kidding. No, there, that's exactly right. There are, there's no real story to it. You, yeah. you got the story. So Two other things I just want to add. You know, I, my prayer is that coming out of this, we will begin looking at sabbatical as as a norm mm-hmm. for ministerial staff and pastoral staff. And in fact, you know, I've already just so you that are listening will know we've already broached this conversation with our deacon body. Uh, we'll be having that conversation with personnel that you know this is something that we need to be looking to for Josh. I mean, gosh, you've been here almost ten years now. In January it comes ten years, and you're working on a PhD, so it would be a good moment to be able to bless you with some uninterrupted, undemanded time to focus in and, and get a, a big chunk of whatever dissertation work you need to get done at some point. Would be great. But you know, that's that's one that's near term, but also just looking forward to whoever yeah. else may be here in the future that's here for five, six, seven years. You know, it that's a good time to say you need to take this time to reset and yep. think through some things and go take a rest. So anyway, just making that a, a part of the more of the regular rhythm of, of service here. One other thing, and this is just a, a, a practical matter, um, I, I do have a blog. I don't use it very often, but I'm in the process of resurrecting it for this month. Cause I, People still blog? Yeah, I know, but it's just <laughs> going to be one of those ways, and, and this will be in the show notes, and it's also going to be on our church app and website so that you can you can just kind of hear some of the things that I'm going through. And it's it, it's going to be kind of a twofold thing. One, there'll be some things I may want to say you know, directly to the church family, but also it's just going to be a place for me to kind of gather, particularly with these conversations I'll be having with those gentlemen, just a place to gather up some of those conversations and get some, you know, some thoughts on paper digitally. Um, um, so that I can preserve those, those things, but that'll also give you kind of a peek behind the curtain through this month. Um, and cause I, I want you guys, cause y'all are very much part of this. I want you to be a part of it. So that's one way that you can be. That's good. Well, we're looking forward to hearing about it all yep. when, when it's over and uh, not hearing about it in, in the middle. Uh, well, well, yeah, we will be reading about it on your blog, but sure. we, we won't bother you right. uh, showing up at your doorstep at 10 o'clock at night well, and saying, hey. <laughs> yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll work through those things, too. There, there, there are some parameters that are in place for that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm just looking forward to it, uh, and uh, I'm excited about what God's going to do in and, and through you during that time. And just thankful that our church is getting behind you Absolutely. on this. And that was the, the, the thing I wanted to close with was just once again to say to you as a church family, thank you, um, not only for the opportunity, but thank you for your enthusiastic support. So many of you have intentionally stopped me. I've even had some of you say, you should have done this a while back. Yep. Um, 
So uh, thank you, church family, for this opportunity to take this time of extended rest and recalibration in my life. Yeah. Well, we did try to do it three years ago. Ah, well, so, that's all right. But probably should have even done it before then. <laughs> Anyways, uh, any last thoughts outside of this? See you in November. All right. <laughs> I think our next podcast will be on the Apostles' Creed, so be sure to tune in to those next time. See you now.